Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and I want to wish you a happy October. And this month is full of very interesting energy with a theme of relationship. Now, this is partially because we are in Libra season, and Libra is all about how we relate to others. So this can be relationships with our partners, it could be friendships, business partnerships, any type of relationship, including how you are relating to yourself in all of it. Because how you relate to you is going to have a direct impact on how you relate to the world around you. So Because we have this energy of relationship this month with so much focus on it, we have a lot of Venus energy throughout this month for various reasons. And if you want more information about the energy of the month and why this is so related to Venus energy, be sure to sign up for my newsletter at uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. And you will get that information via email. And you'll also get access to 22 Days of Transformation, which is a free guided journey for you just as a gift. Now, today, what you will hear in this episode is Tiffany and I. My friend Tiffany and I started the Mind Body Energy Project, which I have spoken about here on Reiki Radio. And she and I recently did an episode that was all about relationships. And so I thought it would be appropriate to share that episode with all of you, especially if you haven't yet tuned into the Mind Body Energy Project. So you'll get a taste of our interactions, our exchanges, the information that we are sharing in the community that she and I are building, but again, also give you some insight around relationship and give you some things to think about in terms of your own. How are you showing up in your relationships and how can you manage the energy of your relationships? We also talk about how Reiki comes into play, which is very interesting. So I hope that you enjoy the show and take some mental notes for yourself because we're going to have a live discussion about relationships this Wednesday. Tiffany and I meet, we have a Facebook page MBE project. So if you come and join us Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, which is 8 p.m. Eastern, you can share with us whatever comes up for you, your insights, your experiences, all things related to relationship energy. So get comfortable and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to the Mind Body Energy Project. I am Yolanda. And I am Tiffany. And, and I oh. just want to say really quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yolanda and I just did a recording for our Patreon. And um, it's early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we weren't expecting to do this right away. So you guys are getting a treat that normally only our special, our, not special, just our <laughs> Patreons get, a special treat that our Patreons get, which is seeing us when we just wake up in the morning with yeah. no idea where <laughs> things are heading. <laughs> I don't even know what I look like. I think I just like pulled half of my hair back because I was like, that's too much. 
Yeah, that's what I did. So, Curly bangs and like yeah. buns in the back. Cause yeah, so you're welcome, public. You yes. get all of this. Early morning glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for um, the Patreons, just so you all know, depending on which thing you watch first, we have posted for you the um, how our perspectives impact mind-body energy. And I have to say, I really enjoyed that conversation. Because again, too. we have no idea ever of what's yeah. going to come out of our mouths. <laughs> right. And that, again, this episode too, right now that we're recording our relationships is going to be another one of those too, where we decided on a topic and a title and we're just going to see what happens. So this is part one. So part one. for those of you who are new to the mind body energy project, just so you know, what we do is we start with a topic and then the following week we open it up to a community discussion where you can join us for a Facebook live. And then um, in the third week, we just do something for our Patreons in the background that they have access to. So this is, our new topic. So welcome mm -hmm. and, you know, grab a paper and pen, jot down yeah. any questions, insights so that you can yeah. join us next week and share. If you're driving, just make a log in your brain. Yeah. Mentally log <laughs> it. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good catch. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I forget that people listen to the podcast in the car and join yeah. whatever, but you can also check us out on YouTube if you want to see the what we look like first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. All disheveled. Yeah, you know, go to our YouTube. It's not channel. about the appearance; it's about the content. Yes, yes, we're all over the place. Yeah, so you have options. Um, and so how we're starting this out this week is talking about the energy of relationships. And before we started recording this one, um, we noticed or recognized like how interesting that we just moved into the energy of Libra. The sun is now in Libra, and Libra um, is a sign about relationships and how we relate to others. So we didn't even plan that. It yeah. It's happened to work out this way. Do you want to tell them about the full moon, too, that we have right now oh, and how yeah. that relates to Libra? Yeah. Well, the full moon is today. Um, the full moon is in Aries, although you all won't hear this until Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll still be, like, feeling the after effects of that. Yeah. And at least you'll have validation for what went down two days ago. And you're like, why yeah. am I crazy? Why am I feeling so emotional? Ah. Right. Um, so the full moon right now is, um, the full moon isn't the opposite sign, which is Aries. And Aries energy is more connected with I and like how I identify. And also it's the energy of like leadership. It's ruled by Mars. So it's very like, you know, the energy of like action and what propels us forward. It could be tied to our anger and explosive energy because Mars is the god of war. So in a, in a more positive note, we can really look at the energy of this full moon of like how we are identifying with ourselves in our lives, how we're showing up, the actions that we're taking in our life, but also with the sun being in Libra, also looking at how that is playing into how we relate to others. And if you want more information about the energy of the month, become an MBE insider because we did a whole thing about the energy of this month, including the full moon. So yeah, very informative and very fun for us to do. Yes, that was a lot of fun. So yeah. I want to ask you first, when you okay. hear this, like the energy of relationships, dun, dun, dun. Like, I know that, 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 that soundtrack for you, the soundtrack you put is exactly how I feel. Um, 
what the energies of relationships. I, well, one point is that I think that there's always going to be different types of energies, you mm -hmm. know, like just because you think you found your soulmate or like you think that you have a relationship with somebody, a sibling or a coworker that isn't, doesn't carry good energy that there's, there may be an underlying energy, but there's always going to be influx of different ones. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess specifically romantic relationships, we're always working towards that harmony, but to know that it's never going to be a straight line, it's going to be all over the place, you know, and you're in relationship, any type of relationship with another human being who has energetic sensitivities and is going to be in different places at different times too. And as consistent as somebody may express their humanness, it's still they're energetic beings as well. And it can be different from day to day, minute to minute. And that energy will reflect the connection of the two. No, totally. And that, um, Tiffany, and I noted in the last thing that we just recorded for the Patreons is that it's um, interesting to really recognize like our perspectives and how they shift and change within these interactions that we have with others. But what's also standing out and what you're saying is, again, this energy of the full moon and the um, sun, the Aries and the uh, Libra. Libra energy, and how Libra is ruled by Venus, which is often connected with the divine feminine, and then Aries is ruled by Mars, often connected with the divine masculine energy. But really considering how both of these aspects, how they like play into how we relate to ourselves because that ultimately is going to feed into how we relate to others, how we show up in relationship, what our projections are about how other people see us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it all starts with how we relate to ourselves. So I think one of the big things when we talk about relationship, a lot of people don't want to hear like, oh, you have to love you first and yeah. oh, you have to work on you. But the truth is the relationship you have with you is going to be what impacts your relationships with other people so totally. honey it, yeah you don't want to hear it what, <laughs> I know it's true and when you say that you know it feels like such a like cotton candy thing you know it's like mm -hmm. love yourself love yourself you know and we're like you have to love yourself first and it's it's become almost like so cliche and again, cliches are cliches for a reason, right? But it's almost like to a point where it's just like people are sick of hearing because like, yeah, 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 I know, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to love myself. I don't know what that means. And then we try to learn that experience through what we think is loving others. But unless we really truly understand it with ourselves, we're not going to truly understand it outside of ourselves. Well, it reminds me of um, how a lot of times we become like dependent or even codependent of like when we feel like something is missing, we look outside of us to fill, fill that yeah. void. And so like if you are not in the space of like deep level of self-love, which we all think we love ourselves because a lot of times we don't recognize how our self-criticism and all of these other aspects of us kind of beat us up in a way mm -hmm. so like when we have this craving of like oh I just want someone to like love me so bad you may call that into your life because it's what you're seeking but then there is the um like the 
hazard of that of then you may become so dependent on this other yeah. person loving you and filling you with the feeling of love that once they leave your life or something shifts and changes there's this feeling of devastation because you didn't first work on it within yourself so right. sometimes even in relationship what we can recognize what we feel we're lacking or seeking or we want so bad in another person like that's a good indication to look at like do I do that for myself? Like, right. you know, like, am I being sweet to me? Do I buy myself presents? Do I do things that make me feel loved and adored for myself? Right. And then if someone else comes in your life and does the same, it's not like there was this missing element for you. It's just like a compliment, like the cherry right. on top. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when we call that into our space, it's almost like we've called it in as a learning ground to understand how to treat ourselves. We can learn how to treat somebody else, mm -hmm. but then we get attached to the fact that we do become codependent on. We, we become attached to this is what we have to do in order to be loved rather than looking at it as, oh, let me experience it outwardly so I can see what the actual actions I should be taking with myself. Yeah. And that's a really good thing too. I mean, I don't know why it just popped in my head like fairy tales, you know, because we all have these ideas of like what relationships should be, what they should look like. You know, we've been fed a lot of stuff about them, even from youth, like fairy mm -hmm. tales and these types of things and the roles that we're supposed to play within them, even a lot of times based on our gender. So, and then we get into relationships and we often find they are nothing like what they said. Yeah. And so then we have, you know, like these, all of these things, these opportunities to work through seeing our stuff now, but that's the thing is like, if you are in relationship, whether it's, and we're talking any kind, not just romantic, it could be with your friends. When you are in relationship with other people, you are often given so many opportunities to really recognize your own stuff and to see what pushes your buttons and to see the role that you're playing and like your patterns and all of these things. But when you are oblivious to you and like that internal work, a lot of times you feel like you're being beat up in relationships or like they're yeah. happening to you because you're not tuned into the role that you play or the energy you're showing up in. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, I hear you because it's, we miss those opportunities. Mm -hmm. I think when we get kind of swept up in that feeling of being beat up or just doing the same thing over and over again, how often do we hear like, oh, I just, I always pick the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, picking the wrong person is giving you this ample opportunity to see what your stuff is and to really work with it, you know? But without, by not taking responsibility of that and working with it, you're still putting out the same energy. So you're going to keep drawing in that which will help you learn the lesson. But if you're not learning the lesson, you're going to relive it over and over and over again. So that's even like a good thing, like paying attention to what you say. If you do say, I always yeah. choose the wrong person or I always, whatever it may be, stop and consider why. Think yeah. about like, what is it about my point of view about me or what am I possibly projecting or what are the roles that I play? Like a lot of people who are caretakers and like healers or like, you know, want to fix and help the whole world. A lot of them tend to call in people who need a lot of help. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then they're like, why, why am I? Because you have taken on this persona and like are projecting out, like, let me help you. 
broken bird. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a caretaker and showing up, but it also, there's that other side, that balance of, are you nurturing you too? Yeah. Are you just constantly in the state of, I have to give, I have to give. Where are you not allowing yourself to be in reception? A uh -huh. lot of these things will um, like echo for you or like, you know, show up for you in these exchanges of relationship. Yeah. Relationships are like the best for learning. Oh yeah, totally. Um, because, because the relationships we have are mirrors of ourselves. It's another human being that's having an experience that we're having. Maybe not exactly the same experiences, but a human experience. So they're mirrors for us, you know, like I'm not going to have a relationship that's going to teach me anything with a tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I might have a tree. I love to go sit underneath and like read at the park, but that's not going to teach me anything. It might. The tree might teach you might. how to ground. How to ground. <laughs> yeah. And also how to go through party. season. Yeah. How to shed and rebirth. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. The leaves yes. fall and they regenerate. Look at all the things you learn. Yeah. What do you I say? know. They're, and as profound as they may be, they're going to be very consistent. Whereas what I was saying earlier, humans are not consistent. Yeah. And they're just going to give this dynamic opportunity of learning about ourselves. They're reflecting exactly back what we're trying to achieve here too. Yeah. And I want to point out that it's not that they just highlight what we need to work on. Sometimes yeah. in relationship to others, we also recognize like our strengths and right. like, you know, what our qualities are that maybe, you know, we really, really do resonate with. So it's not just the things that we need to work on. Yeah. When we relate to others, like we learn so much about ourselves and sometimes even um, in exchanges with others, we learn things that we are able to do that we had no idea we were able mm -hmm. to, do. you know, like we learn so much, which we can put in the category of a good or bad. I mean, it really doesn't matter either way. It's an opportunity to learn and really understand you Yeah. on a different I was, level. I was with my friend this weekend and like <clears throat> I would just say things to her. I, they were compliments, but, and she'd be like, Oh, you're so sweet. And I'm like, I'm just being truthful, you know? And it take, it's hard for me sometimes to recognize that I'm being nice or sweet because to me, I'm just being honest, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I want this person to understand what I'm seeing. So I express it, but they're receiving it as like, I'm a really sweet person. And Sometimes I question if I'm a really sweet person or not. Because <laughs> from my lens, I think I'm just being honest and trying to let them know, like, here's why you're great. Um, but how but beautiful I, I, is that too, though? Because sometimes yeah. we don't see those things in ourselves. And so we right. think like, oh, you're being nice. But it's like, no, someone is reflecting and showing you like you really are whatever it is that you said. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I, I learned that, that people perceive me as a, really nice, sweet person. And maybe I'm not giving myself that credit for that, you know, so right. we can start to really learn more about ourselves and maybe see ourselves from a better light too. Cause again, probably one of our worst relationships is that with ourselves until we're really working on it and shifting how we perceive people's perception of us could really start to nurture our own relationship with self. Well, it's kind of like you said, it's a back and forth, right? Because there's mm -hmm. this internalized aspect of um, observing yourself, your own thoughts, your own perceptions that we spoke about the last few weeks. 
this internal thing and then recognizing how your own projections, how they are um, contributing to the relationships that we have. It reminds yeah. me of like a sonar, right? Like we are constantly like bouncing back and forth information <laughs> to each other or like playing catch back and forth. Like, you know what? I'm going to fill this ball with some sweetness and compliments. I'm tossing it over to you and you catch it. And then what do you do with it? And then you toss it back to me. Like we're constantly doing that with each other. But a lot of times we don't like engage with the part that we're playing. We only like pay attention to like, you know, the toss back to us. Like, yeah. how yeah. dare you? Yeah. I think we were just totally telepathically connecting on that because I was <laughs> seeing a similar image yeah. about how like, you know, we're talking about energy and relationships. The energy we put out is the energy we're going to get back. And if you're putting out energy of not seeing yourself clearly or not seeing clearly what it is you want to achieve in the relationship, then we're not really seeing that we're going to get that back too, you know? So being responsible for what it is you're putting out and knowing that what comes back is a perception of the person on the other side and that we have to work with these energies and really start to understand how we communicate. Like what is your sonar? What's my sonar? And are they on the same frequency? And is it getting the message across that we wanted to get across? Well, that's a really good point. It reminds me of um, someone, uh, a client recently was talking about how she always catches herself. Like, you know, she says things and she intends it to come across one way, but people are often offended by what she says, <laughs> yeah. but she doesn't mean to offend. And, and that's another good thing to look at in relationships are like, not just the patterns we recognize from our own lens, but recognize the patterns of like what other people may say or view of us. If it's like yeah. a consistent theme, like people are consistently offended by you. If you're consistently taken the wrong way or misunderstood, if you are consistently thought of as the sweet one, whatever it may be, if it's a, a pattern or a repetitive message you get from more than one person, that's also something to observe, especially if it's not what you intend. Again, it brings you back into, well, then how are you projecting? How are you relating to others? Because something yeah. is getting lost in translation and right. you're a common denominator. That's a really, really great point. And the flip side of that too, I think that is important to investigate is, if people are perceiving you as this thing that is loving, sweet, perfect, kind, like all the positives, mm -hmm. but you feel bad inside, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's probably along the, the lines of people pleasing. Yeah. Um, but that's to be investigated also because that's negating or neglecting the relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of um, two things. One, a lot of what people post and share on social media, you know, a lot of us will recognize that people are posting uh only like the fun like woo but not what goes on in the background but then on the other side it's not like who wants to see a bunch of like sad stuff pop right, up right yeah people, right so yeah. i mean i get why people do it right but it also reminds me of um when i first started my podcast i would get these emails from people that i was aware that there was this perception that i was like totally like zenned out on a mushroom like meditating every day like, i was just like <laughs> You know, and I had to start saying out loud, like telling people like, no, like some days I feel like crap and I'm going through this too. And, you know, and I realized it was because of what I was talking about. People had this perception that I was always okay. And yeah. I was like, oh no, like clearly then I have to share these other aspects so that there's not this misconception about 
like what's going on over here because yeah. honey but that's the whole thing is like we hold the key to a lot of what people perceive and see in us it's what we choose to show and we don't always show all our cards so what i'm hearing is authenticity in relationships yes yes yeah <laughs> and i think that's a huge word for the energy that's created in relationships you know and being authentic and vulnerable that's so that scary one for people. it's very scary um because not only because you're exposing yourself to somebody else but you're exposing yourself to yourself yeah yeah Which brings us back to the point Ooh, that's of, deep honey i know sorry i went there <laughs> um but it, and that brings us back to taking on responsibility of understanding our own energy mm -hmm. And what we do with that and how powerful we are when we put that out into the world. Don't ever underestimate your, the power of your own personal energy. We are all of the same impact, whether we want to recognize it or not. Yeah. We have, we're so impactful and we all share it. It doesn't matter if you're Beyonce and Jay-Z or you're some unknown person just getting by in the world. We all have that same impact and capacity of our energetic beings. But it, something is bringing me back to what you said earlier about pleasing um, mm -hmm. and how a lot of times the way we relate to others is based on that echo we want to get back. So it's not necessarily yeah. based on what's truly coming up for us or what is like even a true reflection of who we are as much as a lot of times we show or put out there based on what we want to be perceived or what we want to give back. Like, I'm going to be so kind and pleasing to you because I want you to like me. And maybe I think if I show up in my authenticity, that might not be enough. That might not be good enough. And maybe you won't like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even that, like checking to see like, what's your motivation and what it is that you show and how you relate to others. Is it coming from a space of I'm doing this because I want to be received in a particular way? Or do you feel like you're enough? That's deep too, because I think within that we find a lot of contradictions mm -hmm. and then we don't know what to do with contradictions right. <laughs> of <Yes>. ourselves. <laughs> Welcome to human. I know, I know. <laughs> We're innately contradictory. Yeah. And it's, it's a really interesting thing. And I, you know, there, there is that part of us, of course, like we want to be kind and helpful. And sometimes it's just because we want to be supportive of another person or help people to feel like they are seen and heard and supported and loved and cared for. And that's a beautiful thing. But there's also that part where it is a fine line of like, am I being authentic? Like, am I? Because mm -hmm. it, it really does speak to, again, that relationship with yourself, mm -hmm. how we show up in our relationship with the world around us speaks so much again to how we perceive and relate to ourselves. And that is the key to all of it. Cause once you do come into that relationship with you and you start to recognize your herd and the stories you hold and all of the things we've talked about weeks before, go back to the archives. It does start to shift how you experience your life as a whole. Yeah. So, you know, I, the idea is coming up and I'm having a hard time getting it fully to fruition, but um, it has something to do with what you were saying. We put out what we want to get back. Yeah. But a lot of times, like we have this deep desire of yearning to have these, this connectedness or these relationships, 
but yet we're showing up very blocked off for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know? So that energy that we're putting out that we, it's like we, we open the door and we shove the energy we want out and then we close it <laughs> so that it can't come back. But then I think too, there's that fear of rejection, right? So when yeah. we have a fear of rejection, but then there's also that worthiness that comes in again, like I'm going to close the door real tight right. because if I don't get back what I want, I'm not going to be hurt. So let me protect myself. Cause you know, we are so complicated. Honey, we are so <laughs> complicated, but it's interesting once we actually start to look at, like really get in front of that mirror and go like, well, why do I do these things? Yeah. Am I behaving this way? It, it's, it's interesting, really. Right. And I think that's the key right there. You just said it, like looking in the mirror and being open to accepting whatever it is, because the reality is it's we're here to learn. And if we don't put ourselves out there, and when I say put ourselves out there, I mean put ourselves out there to ourselves to really understand what it is that's happening in our experience and being mindful, then we're not going to be able, we're not going to experience the richness of all the opportunities we have to experience this it just popped in my head because i was thinking about the um what we just said on the patreon about and we talked about it publicly before too how we have this natural um want to match frequencies and we want to you know this this need or feeling to be agreeable or to be validated or to you know like we want to match the same wavelength or else we're uncomfortable if um, those things aren't aligned and we are communal and we're connected and all of these things. But I think that core resonance of what that sameness is, is like, it reminds me of the whole namaste thing, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, if I recognize that you and I are connected, regardless of our points of view, that you and I have this um, underlying connectivity of love for each other, regardless of what's going on in our minds and our perceptions, we're already relating. Like we're already relating to each other just because we are of that same energy. We're of the same source. Like we can't not relate to each other. We relate, period. Right. Okay. So now that we got that covered, we're related. Now I think it also creates more of a like, oh, okay. So now I can just like be my own expression and you can be yours and we can learn and grow in this exchange without trying so hard to relate in a way that's already like it's a given. Yeah, Does that's that sense? totally 100%. And I, I'm thinking about, as you're saying that, it makes me think of like separation. We want to separate ourselves from people so that we can say, oh, I'm not like them. And yeah. then that's what creates the wall and the resistance. Like I am not like them, but you are. Mm-hmm. And because you're not like them, then we we close off that relationship for whatever reason. And we, we lose the opportunity of learning for ourselves. We learn, we lose the opportunity of helping that person relate to us and to, to the greater essence of humanity. And we do, I think that's something that we're not taught. And I mean, to some degree, I guess religions do teach it that we are one, we are connected, but even within, I mean, it's taught in spirituality, but even in, within religions, there's segregation too. You know, like you're not like me. I'm not like you. Let's but that just- may be why we like flock to seeking commonality externally because yeah. we do want that relatability. So it's like, you know, we look like, we look for people that have the same interest as us. We look for people who look like us. We look for people, like we look for all of these qualities of sameness, but they're all external 
and then you know we're often left disappointed in that yeah. whole shebang but like really it's like if we really did all kind of like tune in to that quality that sameness that just is within us within a tree within a cat and a dog like yeah like we wouldn't have that maybe that craving to have to try to relate so much do I wish I could articulate I hear you it's that what you're explaining to me seems like a symptom of our humanness yeah is what our spirit knows so our spirit knows that we're all connected but our humanness because we're trying to trying to find that connection yeah we're trying to understand this experience so we're seeking that connection and we seek it through cultures through people who look like us through love relationships we're always seeking that connection and that's part of the driving force of our experience right is to seek connection and relationship but the secret is we're already all related because we're all that one piece of perfection it's reminding me of that's that's actually the thing about reiki i think that was mind-blowing for me because initially like and even meditation, like we hear about these practices and they seem very externalized in a lot of ways. Like, oh, I'm going to learn how to balance energy for someone else. I'm going to learn how to do these things, whatever. But as you practice and you do have those moments of like, like you experience connectivity, you experience like that being beyond just this body. Like even yeah. when you do distant sessions that really you're recognizing there is no distance between you and the right. other part. Like you recognize, you experience that like, whoa, like I'm really connected to this other person who's not in the physical same location as me. Like those, you get these glimpses of what that really means that we really aren't separated. And I think that, um, I think even that awareness of in of itself changes the nature of how we relate to other people and the world around us. Totally. I Everyone had, go take a Reiki class. <laughs> seriously. And I, like, we're not just saying that cause that's our thing. Right. But like I was just thinking too, as you're saying that there's been at least two to three people who maybe my ego or perception had judged them one way or another, or my defenses were up because, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like we're totally different, you know, and then they mm-hmm. sought me out for Reiki and I did it. And I peered into that, which was the sameness of us and into their insecurities and into like their own humanity struggle. And I wasn't looking for it. You know, I didn't know these people. I just had like, you know, first impressions or second impressions of them. that I was like, Oh, we're not going to get along, you know? And then they mm-hmm. come to me for this and I'm like, I'm shown a whole nother thing. And I'm like, Whoa, beyond your ego like beyond Beyond, your ego yes beyond my ego and also like the relatability of like oh you're struggling with your human experience too right it was very very profound you just reminded me of one of my teachers and I don't remember which one told me that when you do Reiki like it's oftentimes like you fall in love with everyone who comes and like gets on the table and not in love like in a romantic way, but like this profound, like awareness of like, wow, like we are the same. Like we, we, I can relate to, I, we tap into that relatability. Yeah. Seeing people beneath their surface. But now as we're having this discussion, it's like, I think it does that simultaneous like illumination of like really recognizing that light in them and feeling it in yourself at the same time. Like this thing that we always talk about you literally get to experience it. And it, it, 
Or the Ooh, thing that is talked this about. This is what we were going to talk about. I know. I was thinking a little <laughs> earlier. I was like, wow, this is not the direction I thought it was going to go in, but this is cool. Um, it is. I, I mean, obviously yoga is my thing and in classes all the time and in, you know, Instagram followings, they're always quoting people of like, the light in me sees the light in you. And I, I, I feel like it does feel like it's taken very lightly oftentimes because it right. becomes this like thing that's printed on t-shirts and mm -hmm. it's barely explored in a yoga class for that 60 or 90 minutes. And then once you leave it, like you totally freaking forget it. But I, the Reiki has really forced me and willingly mm -hmm. to, to really understand what that means. And I don't remember it all the time. I'm going to be straight yeah. up with that. But I mean, have like putting, actually putting it into practice the way I've been fortunate enough to, because my path has led me in this direction. It's very profound. Yeah. And I think it's because like, if we hear that, like the light in me recognizes the light in you, like for me, what comes up is like, I'm making the conscious choice to be respectful of you, to look at you as another loving being like, but it's all like this, like a mind experiment. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm deciding that you are also of light. Like I'm, 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 I'm seeing that in you. Am I really? No, yeah. like I'm telling myself that that must be true, but it's different when you actually, yes, you have that experience of it and it's beyond a thought. It's like literally like this sensation, <laughs> like yeah. it's an experience of like, how is this even real? Like how, yeah. like this is strange. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, it's really, um, and again, just like you said, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it'd be nice to sustain that 24 hours a day, but right. we do often click back into another state of consciousness of, you know, just being here and grounded and interacting and relating to people on a different level than relating to someone purely energetically. I mean, it, yeah. it just, it's a different state of experience. And in that, like you were, as you're saying, really experiencing the feeling of it versus just what the words are. I think that's one huge hurdle to get past to really start to understand it in your physical form, like beyond what the mind is going to create the rationality for, or like the science, the science for, or like the teachings of somebody else telling you what that means. Like that's right. one huge obstacle to get past is to really sit and let it assimilate into your own experience. And part of that, one of the barriers, I think, to that even, there's a barrier in front of that obstacle even, which is the light in me sees the light in you. Well, what if I don't see my light? What if Hi. I don't understand? Hello, that? tell him to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us back to when we were talking about the relationship with self. Yep. And that's why even like, it's, and we understand, like these things can sound so like, give me a break. But yeah. that's why you have to give yourself the experience to move past that. Like I think of how many times, like in meditation, at first it was a challenging because I was trying to meditate. Like I was mm -hmm. trying to do something right. And it was finally when I recognized like how to let go, how to melt and just, just, just freaking sit there. Like I wasn't really trying anything. And you start having these really interesting, like I remember at first my body would sway involuntarily and like all these like strange yeah. things would happen. And I mean, again, it's like it, it pulls you into this like recognition of what in the hell, like what is up with my design that right. literally something is causing my body to like 
pulsate and move in a way that my, like, I'm not telling my body to do this, you know? So yeah, I mean, all of these practices and tools that we have to kind of unlock ourselves and like really get to experience our design are just, yeah, this is not where I thought this conversation was going. (laughs) I know, but it's so good. It's so good. But this is also interesting to see too, how such a, what seemed like a crystal clear topic yeah is there's so much more to it and there's so much more to us and there's so much more to just relationships and there's so much more to energy yeah Um, but coming back to what you're saying about just being okay with what we're experiencing um it's getting in line with our relationship with ourself and also in line with what it means to be all that we are because again our minds will come back in and be like oh my god why am i why am i convulsing in this this meditation or swaying then we start to judge it and we're going to say you know we start to say this isn't right or it's we put a label on what we think it might be rather than just sitting in the experience so it's kind of the same when we get into relationships like even when you're you start out dating or you've been in a long-term relationship we'll just use romantic relationships because they seem to cause the most acute awareness of the experience mm-hmm. um we start to get to a point where it's like oh well now it's time to maybe put this label on it but i'm not sure like uh i don't know what i'm feeling and it's not matching up with labels you know and we find ourselves in this conundrum or this strife of trying to understand the experience which takes us completely out of the experience in and of itself Well, one of the things too, I mean, like what you're saying, it reminds me of, because in the beginning when I was saying sometimes what we feel we're like seeking or we feel we're lacking, we look to fill that void through another person or these things. One of the things about it and doing the self-work, what it really highlighted for me in that vein is even like our criticism or judgment or wanting to change someone else. So how many times like we get into relationships and people may have ways of doing things or ways of being that challenge us and we don't like it. And so we feel like, let me help them. But it's totally based on our perspective of what we think they should be or who we think they should be. And it's like, what? That's, that's, it really, it highlights for you how much, we try to control and how much we think we're right and how things should be expressed instead of respecting that that person is their own unique expression of that same divine force, that same, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, we all support each other and we do this echo back and forth and we highlight things for each other, but ultimately it comes down to respecting another person's choice of navigation and being yeah just like you have that same freedom of choice in being. Um, Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's highlighted for me in relationship is really recognizing where it's my ego of wanting to change and control rather than respecting where someone is and what or who they are. And then also that brings in, instead of trying to change someone, just coming into the honesty of, like, who do I think I am? And is this what I want to be in? Because that's really what the truth is. Instead of mm-hmm. trying to like alter somebody else, like, yeah. do I need to work on something in me? Maybe I don't want to be here. I don't know, whatever it may be, but it yeah. does show how much we try to, kind of, because we try it, don't we? We do. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I think what question that might be coming up in some of the listeners is that, well, okay. I'm in a relationship with this person. They do need help. They have a drug addiction or they have like 
something else that they can't seem to get out of. So it gets confusing because it's like, well, where is the line of me actually helping this person that I care about Mm -hmm. or just moving on with my life and letting them deal with it? You know, they're making choices in their experience and they, there are, they seem to be bad choices. Yeah, um, but anybody who's experienced trying to force an addict, so to speak, like just for oh this yeah, example's sake, sure. will tell you it probably didn't pan out. And even if you tried to force someone into treatment or force someone into whatever, they probably relapsed or they probably just yeah. resisted whatever. So, I mean, I think a lot of times in our attempts to control or help or whatever we call it, like in relationships. A lot of it is, of course, well-intended and we care about people and we want to help and support people. But the truth is there's still that they're going to do it in their own timing. Like yeah, we can try our best sometimes and it doesn't, I mean, a person is only going to do what they're going to do. Right. I, I mean, anybody can <laughs> tell you, like you try to force a whole lot of things. People try to force and mold their kid to be who they think their kid should be. And their right. kids end up being someone totally different because they have their own spirit. Right. <laughs> they have their own minds and they have their own, you know, like yeah. we influence each other. And we, again, support each other and we can show up for each other in so many ways. But And that's kind of where I was heading with that example is that we can't force any change and it could get confusing because sometimes you're like oh this person needs the help like they absolutely need it they can't do it on their own so it's that dicey place between like you can't force anybody to do anything but you also don't want to leave them to their own devices because it's a scary place and I think to, to me what I've experienced and what I think is the direction to head in not saying this is absolute but I think that leading by example you know if we start to show the way it could be that then we could start to influence people you know but leading by example forces us to look at our stuff and I think sometimes we try to control things because we don't want to look at us and in order to create that influence like we have to be the leader and be responsible for our own energy and how we are expressing in the relationship and a lot of times too it comes to recognizing that sometimes it's like how we go about things. So say for example it's something extreme like someone who's an addict. Us as not like most people aren't um trained in how to deal with that. Right. And so instead of trying to force your way on someone, you may need to seek help a professional that actually knows how to handle that with more care and more direction, right? Mm-hmm. So even recognizing when certain things are out of our control or out of our hands or maybe better suited to go another way that's beyond what we want. Like we just get so caught up sometimes in like, why doesn't that person think like me? Like, why don't they see the way that I do what I would do? How many times do we say, well, what I would do? Yeah, that's great for you. That's clearly not working for Bob. So like, you know, like I think, a lot of times you have to consider that, you know, being in relationship for others, there is going to be that fine line. And sometimes it is an awkward dance of how much do I try or push and how much do I step back? But honestly, I mean, that gets into the complexities of the nature of the relationship mm-hmm. who we even are in our own personalities, like, but in all of it, no matter where you are, you still have that opportunity to look at you and how you are showing up. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point um, that we do. We want to push the way we think on somebody else. 
Mm-hmm. And that see, I've recognized that as a huge tripping point in relationships, putting what the lens of what we think, I think this way, they should think that way too, or I can't understand why they don't think that way. Honey, that has been the struggle of my life. I, me, too. <laughs> me too. Me too. But it's getting outside of ourselves too yeah. and allowing for, as we previously tackled the topic of perspective, allowing an understanding of what it means to have different perspectives and to open yourself up to seeing a different perspective. I think that's a huge blockade in a lot of relationships and we get stuck at a point sometimes where you're just like we think we're all together and then all of a sudden you hit this divert divergence in the road where it's like they think this way I think this way and rather than seeing I mean I think this is, we talked about this earlier too rather than seeing what the difference is we're just like oh well this is never going to work out <laughs> <laughs> and right. if we keep thinking that way nothing's ever going to work out because yeah. relationships aren't trying to find this puzzle piece to your soul you already are, there's no, there's no voids in your soul or your experience to plug a puzzle, puzzle piece into. You're just looking for something to complement or something to teach you. It's something to experience. I love that. That is, that's so true and so beautiful. And you just reminded me of something with what you said. It was something that you said earlier. Um, I don't know, it completely left my mind now. But yeah, I mean, as we've covered today, and thank goodness we're going to have another talk on this, and people can join in with us on the discussion, but relationships are so interesting. They can be complex, but they're such beautiful gifts that help us to learn so much about ourselves and to allow us to participate in that exchange of give and take and what it means to be vulnerable and what it means to like, you know, be support and to be supported. It just, it gives us so many opportunities to grow in various ways and from all different lenses. And I don't know that there's anything else we would grow or experience from really. No. Right. I mean, mean, you're on a desert Island all by yourself and a desert Island. (laughs) Is that a desert on an Island? Deserted. Got you. <laughs> it could be a desert on a deserted island. That would be awful. I would perish. I was just in the desert in Arizona and I would perish. It's um, But really, I mean, we could learn from nature. We could learn from cycles and stuff, but it's not going to, I mean, that would be a very rich undertaking of experience and knowledge that we would gain. But how, how much do we learn? How enriching is what we learn from, from relationships? You know, I think sometimes we see them as very daunting and, um, you know, how many times have I been, I've, I've been perpetually single for the most part of my life. And most of my friends are like, who are married or in relationships, not most of them, but I've heard a good chunk of people who are like, it's not that glamorous on this side. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But still, you know, like it is, it's a perspective of how we see things, but there it is. It's, it's, they can be daunting because there's so much that it, drums up for us in the experience and that we do have to be malleable with. Well, it reminds me of, again, like knowing that there's like that core underneath connection that we're already, we're already not alone. We're already connected beneath the surface. Like how beautiful that we have so much diversity, whether it is in what we look like, our cultures, our ideas, our thoughts, like it's, it really lends to so much fun and like ahas and like awe and wonder yeah. in this world because of how different we all are. And I think the beauty and relationships um, 
friendships, uh, every single kind, like God knows I love like good chats with my friends. Like that's everything to me. Yeah. Um, but that's what like these differences in thoughts and points of view are what actually like cause that expansion in our own minds mm-hmm. and like right. us, you know, expanding our own limited views and Right. Like living into new possibility and awareness, like sharing like this, like we do, and people mm-hmm. sharing back with us, it just keeps expanding. Mm-hmm. It makes me up. think of people who say they love traveling so much. Like, who mm-hmm. doesn't love to travel? My dad doesn't love to travel. I don't love to travel. Thing. You don't? I love going to different destinations. I don't like the process of like air. Oh, yeah. No, that's awful. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But I but like, like once I get there. <laughs> right. So the traveling that I'm speaking of is like getting yourself into a different culture, getting yourself into a different experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Relationships are kind of the same thing. Yep. It's putting yourself into a new... People love traveling to different places because you're learning all of this new stuff that you wouldn't somehow else. And relationships are the same thing. You know, even if you're traveling and something doesn't really line up with you or something terrible happens, I've had this experience too, but those are some of my best freaking stories. I'll tell you what, you know, so even relationships, we might see like toxic ones or ones that are bad. Like there's still so much to learn and to gain from them. And, you know, I just, I'm just seeing that as a, as a metaphor. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it also, it's a good thing that you point out because it helps people let go of regret. Like sometimes if we had some um, relationships that were horrible or toxic or whatever they may have been. And then on the other side, even if we've gotten out of them, we may think like, oh, I can't believe I dealt with that. I can't believe I, but instead of beating yourself up about it, look at where you are now. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you have probably learned a lot. You probably grew a lot. And so there is this value of like how you have strengthened and gone deeper into like maybe now you are more focused on taking care of you and honoring you and using your voice and all of these things. Like that may have been a catalyst for you to move into like a new aspect of your own power and worth and value. Mm-hmm. So don't like regret the tough relationships and challenges that we've had because often those are the ones that have taught us the most. Right. I mean, don't and- go looking for them. But- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But should they come across your path, be mindful and notice it. And that brings us circles back to when we're saying, you know, I always, I always pick the same person and they always do this to me. Well, it's like, yeah, because it will keep showing up. And if you're mindful about the circumstances and not remorseful for what you experienced, I think that's part of it too. Um, When we start to have the regret of doing something, it's almost kind of like we draw it back into some degree, you know, because we haven't seen the beauty in what that was. And it's we may not have facilitated the change. Right. That would, yeah. Like, you know, shift that from being a lesson for us to learn or a pattern to illuminate for ourselves. That's what right. one thing with this work, I mean, along the years, I got to a point where I always was like, okay, I, I don't want this lesson again. So whatever it is, let me look at what I'm learning. Let me look at what maybe I'm holding on to, what I'm resisting so I can get out of this cycle. Uh-huh. Like that became like one of my things. Like I, I, if it's uncomfortable, let me like really look at me and what choice I'm making and how I'm playing into this because I don't want this lesson again. I don't need it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's move on. Which can be scary because it forces us into a place of discomfort, right? Because it's, yeah. it'll force us into something unknown that we have, maybe haven't experienced, which could be exciting, but it, a lot of times it's uncomfortable. 
But the thing with discomfort is that that's where the growth happens. There's if you're no on this growth path, you might as well get over being mad about being uncomfortable. <laughs> like, Seriously, just stop like, resisting it. Like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like, get over it. You just yeah. Like, you know, this this moment, this patch, this this yeah. current space I'm in is uncomfortable, but I'm working through something to get out to the other side. Because and the more we grasp onto that feeling of discomfort and being uncomfortable, the more we, the more energy we put into that, like, oh, I'm in uncomfortable, I'm insecure, I'm this, I'm that. Like, it's just going to boil over. It's the going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not going to find any comfort in heightening your discomfort. Look at we have gone down a whole nother rabbit hole. And <laughs> unlike the last video, you have maintained your composure. Welcome back, <laughs> Tiffany. Welcome back. <laughs> no body snatchers around here today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> so we are coming up on the hour though. So we do want to make sure that hopefully there have been some things that have come up with you around this conversation, your own insights and thoughts about relationships, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to others, everything in between. And then join us um, next Wednesday so that we can yeah. talk about it, have some group yeah. discussion around it. Right. Nice and live. You can see me have maybe melt a spontaneous meltdowns on the live feed. Which it, it really was the best. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was the best thing I know. that happened. The, that was a good laugh. That was a, one of the best laughs I've seen you. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of laughing from her, but that was yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't breathe tears of eyes. So we thank you always for being yeah. here, for um, showing Supporting. up for the Mind Body Energy Podcast. Uh -huh. And you're showing up supports it. And the more support we have, the more we move forward with expanding all of this goodness. Yes, keep sharing. If you have any friends or family that you think would enjoy this information, share it with them. Mm -hmm. Just copy the link to the podcast, text it to them. If you're on Facebook, copy the link, share it on your page. Have them over for dinner, just play it in the background. Yeah. Don't give them a choice. <laughs> Carpool to work, listen to the mind. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So many ways to share the love. Mm -hmm. And um, what else are we going to say? That's it. That's it yeah. for our relationship talk today. We'll be back to explore this in more ways next week. Yeah. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of Mind Body Energy Project here on Reiki Radio, all about relationships. Again, you are invited to join us this Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern to exchange with us, to share your thoughts and insights about this relationship energy. And you can get more information at mbeproject.com. That's mbeproject.com. Dot com, And we would love to meet you and learn more about you. Another thing I want to remind you of is if you go to yuchi.com, which is my website, y-e-w-c-h-i.com, and sign up for the newsletter, you will get more information about the energy of this month, as well as free access to 22 Days of Transformation. So that is all for now. I will see you next week here on Reiki Radio. Remember to always journey in love. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.